Well, folks, much like fortunes can change on the football field in an instant, particularly with an unexpected injury, so too, over a 24-hour period, can the story change on an injury, how it's treated, and expected timeline for return. And that's exactly what happened with Raheem Mostert. Drew and I got together yesterday, that was Monday, September 13th, to talk about Raheem Mostert's chip cartilage in his knee, his expected surgery, and projected return later this season, about mid-season after missing about eight weeks. Uh, we do talk about in the podcast the various possibilities of what could occur at surgery, and most likely fitting that timeline of about eight weeks, this is most likely going to be a loose body removal, quick rehab, and back to salvage the second half of the season. But we now know today that they are going in a different direction. Raheem Moster is opting for cartilage repair, and he's going to be done for the season. We do say in that podcast from yesterday that if this was more involved, cartilage repair, which means basically fixing the piece of chipped off cartilage back to where it belongs. Um, in this case, we're going to assume there's probably a little bit of a bone stuck on that piece of cartilage. Those types of injuries you can actually directly fix. Or maybe repair in this case is a bit of a misnomer and we're going for something like a cartilage restoration, where as we talk about on the podcast, a divot in the cartilage, a cartilage chip can leave kind of a pothole in the knee. And so trying to fill in that pothole uh, in a number of different ways, those surgeries are much more involved in terms of the length of recovery. And we said in the pod, we wouldn't expect him really to be back for the season if he underwent any of those options. And it does sound like that's what he's opting for. And why would he do that for the long-term health of the knee? Because if you can restore or repair the chipped off piece of cartilage and any underlying bone that might've been damaged as well for the long-term health of the knee. And this is what he's indicated on social media. That's what's going to be best uh, for his knee and, and also for the longevity of his career. So we're going to air the podcast anyway, because there's some good stuff in there. Um, but just wanted to update that with the current information as of 1.30 PM Pacific time, on September 14th, Raheem Moser, unfortunately, uh, insult after insult, now going to miss the season with this injury, and we will wish him well and hopefully see him back full force next next season. Uh, here's the podcast we recorded yesterday. Please reach out with any questions. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Sports Medicine Orthopod. It's Anthony Yu, and I'm joined with my good friend, Dr. Drew Burleson at a Beacon Ortho in Cincinnati. Drew, what's happening? Still trying to recover from that Browns game yesterday. I mean, it ended in a typical Browns fashion with the loss. But, um, hopefully we'll get him next week. Yesterday was very hard, though. New year, same Browns, huh? <laughs> yeah. As a Browns fan, you're, you're sitting there waiting for that moment to happen where – Holmes throws a, some type of miraculous pass. You fumble a punt. We fumble the snap on a punt. Uh, that, that's just – that's the Browns. So well, as a 49ers got. fan, yeah, 49er fan, I've been on the receiving end of uh, Mahomes' comeback as well. And we're going to talk about one of my guys today, Raheem Mostert. Drew, we've done a lot of injury shows. That's how this show started. We've done a lot of bread and butter orthopedic injuries that our top players have gone through, ACL tears, labrum tears, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we don't need to rehash those, but I think it's useful still to talk about some of these less 
uh, garden variety, less usual injuries. And Raheem Mostert certainly has one. It's described as chipped cartilage in his knee. And he's going to go to the injured reserve with a hopeful return to the field sometime this year, midseason, estimating to miss eight weeks. And so, you know, I watched this game. There wasn't clear um, when he hurt himself. He looked awesome for the two runs that he did complete. Unfortunately, Raheem's had a lot of injuries. Here's another one, and he's going to miss half the season. The interesting thing about this is, you know, the timetable kind of narrows down what the surgery, which he is going to have arthroscopic surgery for, could entail. And so let me just get your first thoughts on this. What, what are you thinking when you hear chipped cartilage in the knee? So, I mean, like the, the confusing thing is I think that there's more than one type of cartilage. So the meniscus itself is actually made of cartilage. It's just, it's just different cartilage than the articular cartilage or the very smooth bearing surface. I mean, I think that the meniscus is a common enough injury that where if he had a meniscus injury, they would have just said he has a meniscus injury. Uh, but, I mean, to be specific enough to say that he has a, a chipped piece of cartilage, I think that means that through some type of injury that the, the, a piece of cartilage, a piece of the bearing surface broke off of his uh, either his thigh bone, the femur, or the shin bone, the tibia, or maybe even his, uh, his patella, the kneecap. Um, what, what that makes me think about is that, again, now he has a, a loose body floating around his knee. That could cause catching and locking type of symptoms where he could be running, then all of a sudden it's like you have like a, a stick in the spoke of a bicycle. Um, or, I mean, again, like if you have this loose piece in your knee, it could also like speed up the, the rate of arthritis in your knee. So you want to get that piece out, I mean, as quickly as possible. So, again, given what their description is of, you know, the, broke off a piece of cartilage and his timetable for return for eight weeks, my assumption would be that they're just going to go in there and they're going to take out that loose piece, again, trim up any sort of other loose edges that are in there, uh, but I don't anticipate them doing any type of fixation of the piece or there's other surgeries called like microfractures or other things you can get to grow more cartilage or you can transplant cartilage. There's a lot of different things. It's a very complex topic to regards to what you can do for cartilage defects. Um, but again, based on his timetable, I don't anticipate him having anything other than just taking out that piece of cartilage. Yeah, so the cartilage is this in, in a young guy like him and like yourself, Drew, uh, a, a thick layer of basically cushioning material that caps the ends of a joint surface. I tell my patients, you know, the white stuff on the end is, ends of the chicken bones, that's cartilage. And probably everybody's heard grandma or aunts and uncles talk about arthritis. That is cartilage damage. This isn't really arthritis. This is, you know, a traumatic injury that's resulted in kind of like the creation of a pothole uh, in, in all likelihood. There's a section of cartilage that was gouged at some location in the knee, like you mentioned, could be the femur, tibia, or the patella. Um, and it needs to be addressed. Uh, in his case, that there are some cases where you can chip off a very small piece of cartilage and, you know, the knee won't really react to that. But um, obviously, he's going to surgery, so it is bothersome. Could cause those mechanical symptoms, like you mentioned, could just cause simply pain and, and inflammation, swelling in the knee. And so, you know, let's throw away the timetable for a second and just talk about you have a patient with a cartilaginous injury like this. What are the treatment options? So you mentioned one, which is the simplest of all, um, arthroscopy with loose body removal. Again, assuming this patient has symptoms, you know, like I said, there are some patients that'll have, you know, chip cartilage and they don't have any symptoms. And in that case, you wouldn't necessarily do anything, but you got symptoms. What, what are your surgical options? I mean, there's a lot of things that go into what you decide to do. So one of them is how big is the, the defect? Where is the defect? Um, how, like, 
severe is it? So I guess like if they're very small defects and there's, I guess like backing up a second. So whenever you, you have injury to the cartilage, it's these things last for a long time. Sometimes the bone underneath it can actually get injured as well. So that's another thing you have to think about. Like, so is it just a purely cartilaginous defect? Is it just on the surface or is the bone starting to become involved? If it's pretty small and there's no bone involvement, you can usually do something called a microfracture where you basically, there's a couple of different ways you do this. Some people take a little drill and they drill small little holes where there's also a little pick that you can put in there and you can mount that in there. Just all you're trying to do is create a, a little holes in the bone to allow the bone marrow and other stem cells from there to, to they come out of that those holes and basically form almost like a scab over top of there to, to fill in that pothole like we were talking about. Um, the other thing, if the defect starts to get a little bit bigger, there's other options. There's um, one of the things is you can almost take a, a cartilage biopsy and send that off, and they can grow new cartilage in a like a matrix, and then you can transplant that cartilage back into the the, the defect. Um, and then the other probably most aggressive, but I mean it's, it's basically for bigger defects, but also defects that involve that bone that we're talking about is you actually take cartilage from a cadaver or you could there if it's small enough you can there's parts in your own knee where you can take um donor cartilage and bone as well and fill in those defects yeah and so those measures you're talking about we kind of lump them into this category of things called cartilage restoration and there's a number of these different things filling in the potholes with just cartilage, these scaffolds to try to encourage growth with sometimes involving bone, sometimes involving not. Uh, and in general, folks, like if there's a million options to try to address uh, a single issue, it means that none of them are really that fantastic. Um, and so th this is, you know, cartilage injuries can be troublesome. Cartilage is important. We haven't really figured out exactly what is the, the best way to address it um, in, in every circumstance. There, there's a third option here, and that is if the cartilage piece does have some bone to it and it's big enough, you can fix it as well. Uh, there are a variety of different types of screws that are sort of low profile, so they won't jut out into the joint surface. You can imagine you don't want a screw head in between your tibia and femur when you're bending the knee. That's not going to work out very well. But, you know, in some cases you actually can fix it and it heals and uh, th things will go very well. I, I think the key thing is let's bring in the timetable with a projected eight-week recovery, probably all of those things are, are off the table. Certainly all of the cartilage restoration procedures, because Drew, in your experience, if you're doing a cartilage restoration uh, uh, surgery, even microfracture, how long is the recovery typically? So, I mean, you're typically keeping these people non-weight bearing for at least six weeks after surgery. So, again, like even something like a microfracture, I mean, I, I don't think you would see them back for yeah, you probably at least four to six months. Because honestly, you think about it, if you're if you're not bearing any weight on this for six weeks, then all of a sudden you're six more weeks from that, which is three months. You're just now getting to the point where you're starting to get like some running pretty normally, or, or even running at all. Um, you still have significant strength and proprioception deficit. So um, again, I I don't I don't foresee him that that's in the plans. If, again, if they're saying eight weeks, then I mean my assumption is they're probably a little bit slow playing a little bit of recovery for him, and they're planning on just taking this. Um, loose body out. Yeah. So what would be the recovery for that if, if you took the loose body out? I mean, honestly, as, as quick as a couple of weeks. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, I, I always go back to JT Barrett, who used to be the quarterback for Ohio State. And I remember he had a minisectomy on a Sunday and the next Saturday he played against Michigan. I mean, so I mean, again, like that's the absolute, and again, like minisectomy versus loose body removal, there's really not that much difference. I mean, you're not, you're not repairing anything in the knee. 
Um, so again, like that's the absolute fastest. Um, but I mean, like the, the, I, there, you look at somebody else like a Zion Williamson, who for, from all reports has had a minutesectomy and he was out, you know, months and months. So, I mean, again, I, I, th- I think there's, it's a little bit variable in regard to the timetable, but I think like six, six just to eight weeks would be pretty around the, what you'd expect for a simple knee scope where you're just, you're not really fixing anything. Yeah. And as you and I have talked about many times, it behooves the team to set, you know, realistic expectations. Don't say he's going to be back in two to four weeks. Cause if he's not back in two to four weeks, because he's still rehabbing to get back into football shape, people start to ask questions. So eight weeks seems reasonable. Um, you know, the, the fix procedure I mentioned could potentially have a faster recovery, but even then eight weeks after you fix a cartilage lesion, that's pretty aggressive. So I, I agree with you. It's, it's probably going to be this loose body removal rehab, get back into football shape and good to go. Right. I mean, even fixing it, I think that you'd probably try to you'd keep them non weight bearing for six or six weeks. And I, again, I, I think that you're at that standpoint, no matter how great your rehab is, I mean, like, again, you just can't have the strength, the, the physical endurance. I mean, you, just, you, you're, you're not going to get that. So, I mean, again, like, right. regardless of any option other than re- removing the piece, I, I can't see anything else being done other than just taking it out if, if he's going to be back in eight weeks. Yeah. Well, we wish him best of luck. People leave his wife alone on social media. He didn't mean to get hurt. This is just bad <laughs> luck for Raheem. He, he was a hero two years ago. Everybody calm down. This is just <laughs> bad luck. Um, thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> Hey folks, thanks for tuning in. If you like the show, please subscribe, like, and share. And we love to hear from you. If you have a question about today's show, or you, a loved one, or maybe your favorite athlete has sustained a sports medicine injury that you would like to know more about, please reach out to us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or email. And stay tuned for more exciting content from the Sports Medicine Orthopod. Thanks again.